and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. For those of you that follow me, we have recently changed the format. So we are still going to be doing life story interviews, but we are also going to be doing deeper dives into certain topics. So I've had a lot of feedback from the people listening, you guys, and people really want or you guys really want me to go deeper on interesting topics. So we are going to be going deeper on things like astrology. So what is the history of astrology and where did astrology come from? We're going to be talking to experts in the field of Akashic Records. What is Akashic Records? I hear you cry. Well, tune in and you will find out. We are going to be picking interesting subjects, could be numerology, could be anything really that tickles your fancy. So I'm totally open for feedback. But the idea of these podcasts is that we're going to go deeper on a particular topic and you are going to find out how to use that area to aid and assist your life, to help you find your purpose, to help you find more meaning and fulfillment in your life, which is what it's all about. So this week is my first proper solo cast and I have been thinking about what it is I want to share with you guys and the thing that I suppose is closest to my heart is to talk about depression. So this episode is uh, called How to Cure Depression and this episode is for anybody that has suffered with anxiety or depression in the course of their life and actually apparently one in four people will suffer over the course of their lives with some form of anxiety or depression and I find that uh, probably too low. I would say that I would say everybody at some stage in their life has had anxiety or depression. Uh, it's just the fact that we as a nation or as a world are not very good at talking about it. And one of my missions is effectively to break the stigma, a stigma around mental health and uh, mental health awareness. So my own story in regards to depression is I come from a long line of women who have suffered with bipolar, uh, anxiety, depression, to the point where they've had to have um, lithium, 
Uh, we've got suicides in our family. So we have some serious mental health issues. And it's a subject that's very, very close to my heart. I am watching my mother currently struggle with depression and she actually has had a nervous breakdown. And as you can imagine, that is horrible to watch. I have had my own issues and problems in my 20s and I'm going to go into a bit more detail about my own journey. Um, but yes, for those of you listening, this episode will give you some tools that I have learned, things that you can do to stop you feeling anxious, to stop you feeling depressed. So listen all the way to the end because you're going to get some amazing tools that you can utilize for the rest of your life and stop you ever feeling anxious, depressed or out of source or stuck would be the expression that I would use because actually when we're depressed, we are stuck. We're either stuck in the future because we're worrying about the future. We're probably being anxious uh, about something that actually hasn't even happened or we are depressed because we are going over what has already happened. And of course, you can't change the past. So top tip, you know, really, we should focus on staying in the present. There's an amazing book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. And if you haven't read that, I would suggest that you go out and read it. It's incredible because when we are in the present, when we are in the now, when we are truly, truly present, and you can really see if somebody is present with you because they are looking in your eyes and you can feel their energy, but you can also see and feel when people go away, when they disappear off into their heads, when they're looking at their phone, and even though they're proclaiming to be present, they're not. But if we practice the art of being present all day, every day, and this is where things like meditation can really be effective, we will never have any problems. We will never be anxious. We will never be depressed. So let me tell you a little bit about my own journey. So um, as I said, I have a history of mental illness in my family, which I didn't know actually until I would say I really understood the extent of it at the age of 28. So I grew up in a household which didn't really express its emotions. And in fact, we didn't express our emotions. Um, crying was viewed as weak. Uh, I didn't see my mum cry. I didn't see my dad cry. Crying just wasn't something that we did. Um, I'm British. So if you're listening to this on the other side of the world, stiff up a lip and all that. Um, but expressing our emotions was not something we did. Keep calm, carry on. So that is what I learned. That was my model of the world. And that was a learned behavior that I picked up. Uh, I also had a very black and white thinking. My father uh, has a very strong sense of what is right and what is wrong. And certain things are right and certain things are wrong. And we're going to talk a bit more about how your beliefs shape depression and how beliefs and your model of the world impact you and can cause us to be depressed. And as I was growing up or as I was about 21, I uh, met somebody who I had a relationship with and that person was engaged to be married to somebody else. Um, and... We had a short-lived, kind of a quite innocent relationship, actually. Um, but in my head, that was wrong because this other person was engaged to be married to somebody else. So I did not tell a soul what was going on because half of me was ashamed and embarrassed that I was behaving in that way. And 
my model of the world said that that was totally wrong, what I was doing. And for those of you familiar with Louise Hay's work, she talks about depression being internalised anger. And in my case, that was so, so true, because instead of talking to anybody about what was happening, I internalised it all. So it went round and round and round inside of me. Um, And we are energetic beings. And so what we think has a real impact on what happens to us so I had all these negative thoughts going round and round in my head and I literally sent myself crazy and of course I had no release so I didn't cry I didn't let out my feelings I carried them now animals animals in the animal kingdom as I'm sure you're aware if they are scared they shake like my dogs for example if they're scared if there's my one dog is scared of the car she shakes because she's scared and that's her way of releasing the fear so she doesn't carry it around now human beings don't necessarily do that so myself I carried all of the terrible feelings internally until one day I broke down I was driving a car I literally had a nervous breakdown driving on the A3 back to my parents and I remember pulling over and calling my mum and just uncontrollable I don't think I was even crying I was shaking um, and telling her that I felt really bad and ill and that I couldn't carry on and uh, somehow I managed to get myself home I drove back to my parents house and I took a couple of weeks off work and um, I went to the doctors and I got antidepressants and that was at the age of 21 22 um and i didn't stay on the antidepressants for very long because they made me feel awful they made me feel really numb and disconnected and that's kind of how antidepressants work they um block your emotions and block your feelings and actually raise your serotonin so you just kind of feel numb on a sort of ongoing basis um i decided not to take them long term but my journey with depression and anxiety didn't end there I didn't really learn my lesson when I got my had my nervous breakdown I continued for the next 10 years to suffer with anxiety and depression and my way of coping with it was to go and get drunk so um, my out or my release instead of crying instead of talking instead of actually getting the emotions to leave my body I went and got wasted (laughs) and for those of you who are again British you can probably relate to the binge drinking culture that we have in this uh, in this society and it is very much where you drink your problems away you go down the pub on a Friday night you get absolutely wasted and you feel terrible and actually of course alcohol is a suppressant so alcohol is probably the worst thing that I could do But I continued to do it and I was trapped in this cycle of negative thinking. So negative thinking, so I didn't like who I was. I didn't like myself. I had really strong views and beliefs about what I should be doing and who I should become. And I didn't fit any of those models. Um, And quite often we grow up with a set of beliefs that's given to us by our parents. Um, It could be by our parents, it could be the school we went to, it could be anywhere that is influential in our lives. And so we grow up thinking we should live our lives in a certain way. 
And I wasn't living my life in the way I thought I should have done. And so, for example, I was single for a lot of the time and I had a stigma around myself being single because I was a single woman. And, and of course, I was making myself miserable and I was continually looking at what I did not have. I was in a very much a lack negativity mindset. And emotions like lack, like grief, like fear, like blame, like guilt are very, very low level emotions. And um, you're on a very low level of consciousness. And of course, what we put out in the world comes back to us. So if you're walking around just looking at what isn't working for you and what lack of money you have and what lack of love you have in your life and what's wrong with me and literally focusing on all the negatives um, that could possibly <laughs> be there, then that's what you will attract more of. So I was in this circle for about 10 years and I felt incredibly lonely and I couldn't share it with anybody. And actually, the other thing that I realise now, and for, for those of you listening, this hopefully may serve you, is quite often we feel lonely and we end up hanging around with people who are kind of similar. And I got myself into a circle of people who would go out on the weekends, got completely wasted, drink drugs. Um, and I did that because I felt lonely. And actually, when I went out with these people, I obviously was connected via the drink and drugs I could disconnect I had freedom you know but obviously that was completely short-lived but my cycle just carried on because I'd say to myself right in the week I'm going to clean myself up and I'm not going to go out and then I'd be lonely and I would want some human interaction and I was single and so by the weekends because I didn't want to be by myself in on a Saturday night again I would go out and repeat the cycle um, and this is a really different, difficult cycle to get out of. If you're listening to this and you're somebody who's working in a job and there is a, a culture of binge drinking or there's a culture of going out at the weekends or going out Friday or Thursday night, then you kind of don't want to be the party pooper. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to be the one that doesn't go out with people. You don't want to, people, as human beings, we want to fit in, but you get trapped into a cycle of abuse almost and abusive behavior and abusive friendships. Um, and I didn't know anybody else who behaved any differently. Everybody I knew behaved in this way they would go out get wasted friday saturday night that was just what you did so i actually didn't even know or think that other things even existed now where things started to change for me was when i started to make friends outside of my drinking culture so i had a bit of a spiritual awakening um, my mum tried to commit suicide because she was incredibly depressed and at that point, I surrendered to God. I kind of said, right, God, I know I'm not living my life the way I should be doing. So, you know, please show me a different way. And after that experience, I discovered that I actually had had or have got this huge history of mental health and mental um, health issues in my family. I had never really realized it before then. And this was a catalyst for me to start working on myself so again, if you're, if you're sitting here listening to this and you have depressive episodes or you feel un 
happy with how your life looks, then take this as your sign, as your signal, actually, that there is something you can do about it. Have a look at who you're hanging out with. Have a look at your circle of trust, your circle of friends. You are the sum of the five people that you hang around with. So if those five people are going out and getting wasted, don't have a job, have a little loser life, then that's what your life is going to look like. So have a look at that. Have a look at what you're focusing on. Are you focusing on lack? Are you focusing on everything that's going wrong for you? So what I started to do is I started to uh, I started to really do work on myself. I went to seminars, I went to Tony Robbins, um, and I started to understand. So a I started to understand who you surround yourself with is who you become. I also understood that actually a lot of what I was doing to myself was self-imposed. I had these negative views and about myself which weren't necessarily true. You know, I could change my beliefs. I, you know, I didn't have to conform to what society told me I should be doing. The fact I wasn't married and, um, you know, that actually didn't matter. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, if you are or not married and I'm, or you're single and you don't have children, only society. And then, of course, we pick it up and we inflict it on ourselves. So I really started to shift my perception and I really started to look at the things that I had going for myself in my life. Um, and I had a huge amount going for me. I had a home. I remember at that stage, I didn't like my job, but I had my home. I'd started to shift my friends. I found uh, an organization called the Yes Group in London. And I, for the first time in my life, I met people that didn't necessarily have um, drinking as their number one hobby. And I changed my circle of influence and I changed my circle of trust. So if you're listening to this, um, it's really important who you hang around with. Who are the people that you hang around with? Change those people if they're not a good influence. And shift how you look at life. You know, if you are down in the lower level emotions, guilt, shame and blame, that's all what you're going to get. How about looking at what you've got? So you've probably heard the practice of gratitude and I always talk about following your bliss. Now these are not, these are things that need to be adhered to because when you are grateful, you are in a very high level state of vibration and emotion. You are up at the top levels. So in, uh, joy and bliss are also very high level emotions. So when we talk about following your bliss, there's real truth in that. And obviously you guys know that I do my Do Your Dharma course. And that is um, effectively a six week course that I'm going to be putting on later in the autumn. And that is all about how we can tune into our purpose. Because the other reason that we um, feel stuck and we feel out of balance when we're depressed and we have anxiety is we're probably not, or I can guarantee that you are not doing your dharma that you are not fulfilling your purpose on this earth because when you do your dharma when you do the things that you came here to do you have meaning you have fulfillment you live longer you're happier you're healthier and this is what we explore in my do your dharma course we give you a new way of looking at life it's a new way of looking at life we give you the tools to effectively tune into yourself because you are your guru no one else can tell you how to live your own life you are the one who's got to listen to your intuition and develop a really strong sense of self so that society and outside influences can't knock you off your perch and having a purpose and having a meaning in life will give you a complete sense of fulfillment that you've never ever experienced before 
And what starts to happen when you have that inner sense of fulfillment is you gain peace. And of course, anxiety and depression are not going to correlate. You know, they don't work. They don't go with anxiety. They don't go with gratitude. They don't go with joy. We don't go with bliss. And what we do in the Do Your Dharma course is we teach you how to keep yourself and maintain yourself up at the higher level emotions and also how to um, navigate bumps in the road. Because even when we do our Dharma, we are still going to have challenges and obstacles thrown at us. Um, and we will give you the tools to enable you to navigate those challenges. I had to recently really test I was really tested recently because I was been teaching a, a group of eight girls who were going through the do your dharma course um and at the same time my mum was having a nervous breakdown and we were trying to get her to a psychiatrist and of course it was a very stressful time um and I really got to practice the skills that I'm teaching in the do your dharma course you know one of the things that we go into is how as human beings we tell ourselves stories and we get trapped in a story. So I got trapped in the story of blame. I was blaming myself for what happened to my mum. Very low level emotion. I was guilty for what was happening to my mum. And what we train you to do in the Do Your Dharma course is literally come up and out of this and recognise when you're telling yourself a story. Um, so if you're interested, you watch out because we'll be opening or taking applications uh, towards the end of the summer and we'll be doing the course again in the autumn. But just to recap, so if you are suffering with depression and anxiety, look at where you're focusing your attention. In the present, there is nothing wrong. The chances are if you're anxious or depressed, if you're anxious, you're probably worrying about things that haven't happened yet. If you're depressed, you are probably looking at things that have already happened that you can't do anything about. So one of the things that you really should do is focus on being present in your life. Now, if there's an issue that is causing you pain or problems, um, it's very important that you empty yourself out. So we talked about ourselves being energetic beings um, ways you can empty yourselves out would be crying, would be journaling, because through journaling you are writing literally out what is going through your head. Talking to people, uh, my partner and I in the um, in the network we call it getting clear, or we call it emptying out, because as women especially we carry around so much stuff and we need to get it out so it doesn't block us up. So if you've got an issue that you are dealing with that's giving you or causing you to be anxious and depressed, write it down, talk to a friend, a problem shared is a problem halved and look at where you're focusing your attention. Are you in the present or are you in the future or are you in the past? Uh, and the other thing, of course, we talked about in this episode is to make sure that you are being grateful and keeping yourself in a grateful state focus on what you have wake up in the morning and write a list or say a list of all the things that you are grateful for and there's a huge number of things that we can be grateful for and as soon as I do that I feel myself like the, the number one thing I say to myself is that I you know I'm so grateful I met my partner I was single for eight years and you know 
it's an amazing experience being single. Work on yourself if you're single, then you'll attract the right partner. But it's also amazing having a partner, somebody to live your life with. And that's my go-to for my gratitude is I just think about Matt and I think about how lucky I am to have him and I just totally get elated. So I hope that that was helpful. I hope there were some tools in there that you guys can use if you are feeling down or if you're feeling anxious. So let me know. I want some feedback. So please PM me on Instagram. We are kitty underscore talks. We also have a Facebook page, Kitty Talks. You can find me at my website, kittywaters.com or kittytalks.com. So please let me know if this was helpful, what ahas that you got and what other things you would like me to talk about. We will see you next week again on Kitty Talks. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.